for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and we're your hosts nate and tony hello and we got a fucking awesome guest on today we have aaron from timeline earth uh Aaron, I know we just did this like five minutes ago when we fucked up the recording, but you want to give your fucking, uh, your pluggables? Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at T-L-E-B-T-W-A-G-F-Y. That's Timeline Earth, Boys Town with Aaron. Go fuck yourself. And that's kind of my brand. It's uh, telling people to go fuck themselves and getting nuked. And uh, that at might not be my uh, Twitter handle next week. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> That's true, man. We had to talk through a couple of them because you are you're a fucking bad boy on Twitter, and t- Jack Dorsey doesn't like it. No, that he really doesn't. Um, actually, I think he secretly does, but he has to pretend he doesn't. We've uh, I- I've been in oh, discussions definitely. with people that have like worked in the tech world, and uh, they say that like Jack Dorsey is like secretly based. I think he probably is, dude. Did he really? Was that fucking real that he fucking posted some? He posted uh, Marie Rothbard. He po- he posted uh, Anatomy of the State. Yeah, yeah, and he did it in a good way because it's like, you know, he made it look like oh, these fucking stupid ant caps are just annoying him and his DMs so much. So finally, he just posted to get him off his back. <laughs> I mean, how much of this is just him playing into a brand that he's creating? Like, the idea he's making billions of dollars off of this whole charade of banning people, and then people come back, and it's just like this cat and mouse game, but it's benefiting him. It, oh, yeah. It's funny he else. lets everybody come back. I mean, fucking, you're back, Pete's back. I mean, I'm there's on, a like, few people that account. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has as much pull as uh, we, we think he does. I think he's like... He's on the board and like he is the face of the company, but it's pretty much the Arabs are like running the show there. They're they're pretty much the main stakeholders in Twitter. Really? Well, mm-hmm. What do the Arabs get by shutting up the right? Um, I don't think it's about shutting up the right. I think it's just about pl- uh, structuring their their terms and whatever towards whatever country they're in. Like you could probably drop a lot of n bombs if you were like in Twitter India. But, um, yeah. you know, in, in America, they kind of just, you know, let, let the terms and conditions kind of be a reflection of the corporate culture in whatever country they're in. That's funny. How does that fucking work? Can you get into Twitter India? So do I, like, or do you got to have a VPN? How do you, what, I mean, I, I'm so stupid. That's I don't a good even know question. what that means when people say, like, when people talk about black Twitter, I'm like, they don't have their own Twitter. But they kind of do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got their. They definitely have their sphere, and we've been trying to like. Uh, I I haven't been. There's no way I'm breaking into that. But uh, you know, some some people I'm in DM groups with are like really trying to fucking break into Black Twitter and like, you know, throw some bangers out there to get Black Twitter to be like, hell yeah, dude, I dig it. I think it's a good idea. I see the way you interact with fucking the crazy the crazy progressives and the leftists and I agree you'll with them. Have them fooled for like five minutes. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree with them. And then I give them reasons that I agree with them that they, 
probably like get horrified and immediately block me. <laughs> How much I'm of like, this is just like it makes Twitter more interesting? Like it just creates a lot of conflict and people attract. Like if everyone was getting along, no one would use it. Yeah, that's that's kind of my my brand. Like I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough pull to solve. You know how how to bring about Ankapistan to America, but um, I I do know that if we can take just one facet of of the structure that we hate and make it unusable and make it unprofitable and make and organically, not organically, but make our enemies organically abandon that platform. Um, that's that's kind of my my strategy, is uh make social media unusable and unenjoyable for our enemies. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go somewhere else though. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I think I've imprinted in some people, the fact that whatever ideal society they think they can engineer or they think will be engineered or can be, uh, there are going to be people like us that will always be around to, um, to sow subversion and discontent. Yeah, I hope so. Until they fucking put us in gulags. Yeah, that that's literally <laughs> what. Like, I I, I kind of want them to try. Like, because at, at that point we've won. Like, they they no, know. No, longer... man, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's what winning is. Well, I mean, they, like I said, that you know, it's there's no uni- I, I I try to stay away from universals, but you know, I think you guys in like the the. Uh, the rural areas, the middle of the country, the kind of redder slash purple areas. Um, I think you'll be fine. Uh, me, I'm done. I already know I'm done. My best case scenario is that I can like, you know, put put my fucking progressive mask on and smile and nod long enough until they find me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I don't know if you know anything about Oregon, but we're blue as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're blue as Fuck. Yeah, I am moving to a tiny little red town and it's nice and everybody's chill as fuck. Everyone has guns. We were talking about this earlier that like there is no homeless people, not a single fucking homeless person. And if you know anything about Portland, dude, you you can't fucking walk down the road without stepping on 12. Yeah. You know, and it's like outrageous. There's like shit and piss and like. There's their garbage fucking everywhere. And where I'm at, dude, like my neighbors basically said, if we saw a homeless person, we'd take care of it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was no explanation further than that. I didn't really fucking ask. I didn't need to clarify. So two years ago, I would not have been. uh, I I would have had to go back to where I came from. Yeah, buddy. Uh, where you were homeless? Were yeah, I was you, living uh, under a highway bridge, addicted to heroin. No shit. I was addicted to crack. God damn, man. <laughs> no, I had no idea. That's wild. Dude, you fucking, you've worked your ass off, man. You're working for a tech spot. You're doing your thing. Bought a house. Yep. <coughs> fucking yeah, A, man. How do you make Hell the transition? Yeah. Like, what are you off the street? <laughs> no. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That was like the bit that we did. <laughs> for my oh, this isn't dad. real? <laughs> I was no, like, this, God damn, this man. Was, this was how I got on, got into Timeline Earth. I was like, I was uh, a frequent guest. And like my, my shtick was that I was like a homeless vet living under a highway bridge doing heroin. 
and like <laughs> they took a liking to me so they gave me a, they gave me a co-host spot and then i turned into a communist and unionized them and then they had to rebrand to timeline earth we used to be called the fag cast oh i love it man no i was following you guys from the beginning dude i love the fag cast yeah yep <laughs> i i wish we didn't rebrand but you know time times change you need to keep up with uh social expectations is that That's what is that what changed it yeah yeah <laughs> well it's like if you're called the fag cast there's uh there's less of a probability you're gonna get like you know major guests on like fucking tom woods and ted kaczynski <laughs> yeah i get it i get it i mean they got the history homos those guys are killing it like oh yeah <laughs> yeah those huh. guys are awesome man you should check them out uh anyways that's funny as shit no i was like you sound like my dad my dad was fucking <laughs> <laughs> well he eventually well uh god rest his soul i guess what did he eventually clean up his act <laughs> no no uh, he ended up fucking no he ended up killing himself uh dude, fucking dude, heroin is insane yeah that was the one drug that I wouldn't do because of my dad. I fu- I've i literally yeah. done every other single fucking drug known to man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people like that. They're like, dude, I will fucking, I will blow stepped on coke off like a, a fucking bar bathroom stall, but I won't touch heroin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a fucking smart thing to do. I, I figure if I make it to 80, I'll try heroin. Why yeah, why not? I mean, it's just opiates. Yeah. I mean, I think I've, I've done enough Oxycontin. I've basically done heroin, so I don't know the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that's how it gets started, at least around here. Like, opiates are so, or they used to be, they've gotten better, but they're so overprescribed that, um, you know, you got doctors that basically get addicted themselves and then turn into dealers. They always were dealers, dude. That's what fucking doctors yeah. are. <laughs> They're yeah. just more out in the open about it. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my stepmom, uh, got prescribed Oxycontin, you know, for a legitimate reason and then like got addicted and her doctor was the one that was like fucking basically enabling her and, um, ended up like going to jail. Jesus. Yeah. God, that's funny. It was like her and a bunch of other like patients of hers just fucking slinging Oxycontin. Well, they have the problems. They don't do nothing else to get you better besides prescribe you drugs. Yeah, all it does is treat pain. That's it. Yeah, it like that's it. So it's like you're gonna naturally become addicted. Mm-hmm. You're talking about our healthcare heroes right now. I know, brave doctors <laughs> that are on the front lines. I just, dude, to me, that's the goofiest fucking thing about this whole bullshit. Is like the left. If you had talked to them. I don't know, like a half hour ago, they would have told you big pharma is a bunch of corporations, mega bullshit and fuck all of them. And now they're all blowing Pfizer. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's, it's like the left liberals, I guess, like progressives are pretty malleable. You can, you can fucking make them believe whatever you want. They've, they've never not been, you know, down with corporations as long as the corporations have the right aesthetics. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing about being a progressive. You have to be malleable, right? Because you're always progressing towards something. You can't have any fucking principles that are fucking, you know, drawn in the fucking sand because you have to move to the next thing. Yeah, progressivism is the want of technocracy. I mean, we they want experts to be 
the ones that decide policy. Like, and what is an expert? Well, uh, they have a piece of paper from a college that says that they're an expert. Now, how that translates to being an expert in like virology to now, now I'm like, now I'm a policy advisor. I, I don't know. It's fucking wild, man. How, how much, uh, I, when we had Jeremiah Harding on, we fucking went and read through the Georgia Guidestones and mm-hmm. their whole, uh, wanting to get the population down to 500 million people. Do you think that's still a goal? Do you think that's the thing that, I mean, we're, we're, when you start talking about like the, uh, the super elite, like the Illuminati, um, from what I understand, they're not like a, uh, they're not a monolith. They're, uh, they're like a, I don't know, like they're, they're the top strat of society, but they don't always see eye to eye on everything. And they all have a general direction they want to go in, but their end goals are probably different amongst each little subgroup. Mm. That's, that's my idea. I don't know. It could be, I could be completely wrong. And it's, it, it actually is the Jews running everything. <laughs> do, just like, uh, do you have any idea like what some of those end goals are or just, I mean, uh, you know, consolidating power. Yeah. You know, control and power in a, in a general sense, uh, what that looks like. Uh, I think that differs among those, those different groups. You know, I think they want, they, they want to have like a, uh, I forget what the movie is, but it's like all the rich people live in the, live in the fucking space Island and all the poor people live in, live in the dirt. And, uh, you know, are you talking about Wally? Uh, that, I mean, that was no, pretty much with, uh, Matt too, wasn't it? Okay, Matt Damon. I don't know that yeah. one. I, I was, I it made it me is. think of Snowpiercer. Did you see that movie? Oh, yeah. There, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of like dystopian novels yeah. about that. I mean, Brave New Earth. You know, the. So, the, so, the this is like, so many of those dystopian movies, dystopian novels, but the same people writing them are the same people promoting them. And oh, yeah. Seen... George Orwell was like a rank and file socialist. Oh, yeah. No, I mean they're just getting us ready. They're fucking. They're softening the. They're they're giving us our script. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. You know, that's that's another. And my my co-host uh, Dexter De La Paz can speak on this a lot more eloquently than I can. But um, we've know, had pauses. Things... Oh yeah. 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 The, like awesome. there's always little things that they insert into uh, you know, pop culture and media. Like uh, you know, you'll have a they'll have a news story about like a UFO spotting <laughs> or something like that, or the Pentagon will, will like declassify something to do with like you know subterranean aliens or something. It's all just like conditioning us to get ready for like some event that if we had never heard about it, we would think that we would freak out. But because we've been conditioned and because we've been exposed to it through pop culture and media. When when the aliens do come, even if it's not really aliens, uh, we'll be like, "Oh shit, okay, uh, this isn't like out of my realm of possibility." Totally, man. They they fucking they give you your scripts, man. They fucking yeah. it's fucking nuts, and they tell you what they're gonna do before they do it too. Oh yeah, they're yep. out in little the ways. goddamn open. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're conspiracy theorists. So, oh yeah, we're nuts. You know, <laughs> like we're we can screaming, go screaming to- in the we could go to fucking what's it called? We can go to uh, the World Economic Forum and watch their fucking videos and listen to Klaus Schwab say it himself. But if we talk about it, we're goddamn nuts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that that's part of it though, because then they get in like the normies. They get in information filtered through us, 
and it does sound crazy because if you're in if you're just getting mainstream news, it's really hard to make that bridge into this world. And you know, it'd be fair like a lot of us are a little hyperbolic with stuff. And yeah. we're explaining things, you know, very um <laughs> aggressive way. And then people <laughs> just get turned off to that and they get desensitized. And then when it comes to like being presented by a fact like a mainstream legacy news source, then it's um they're desensitized to it. Yeah, that's I think that's the main weakness of uh like any type of right leaning dissident is uh you know, they can't get out of their own way as far as how to how to speak eloquently, how to speak persuasively, um, you know, humor. Um, they're they're like all the way down the spectrum, low functioning autists with a Twitter account. Yeah, I mean guilty. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we scare soccer moms. And you have to oh. convince soccer moms. That's like, that's how you move yeah. the country. That's how you move the needle. And you got yep. Don Lemon on there and he can just sit there and massage her pussy verbally. And she's going to do whatever the fuck he says. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's not entirely our fault. We don't have access to like the mass media infrastructure. We don't have access. You know, there's no, there's no right right-wing dissidents that have any power there's certainly no anarchists that have any power it's it's anathema to us that's true and paradoxically it's like if we want to bring about any type of change in the right direction uh you know you have to seize power but that's you know like i said that's anathema to anarchism well though like the technology is switching like all of this technology we're using is new so i mean if you're growing up now if you're 10 right now CNN has no, like, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything compared to like someone on a podcast or a YouTube channel or a bit shoot channel or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yep. they, they have legacy, but how long is that going to last? Like who, who under 50 is just watching TV? Yeah. Well, I see the little things, man. Cause see, you guys don't have kids. They're really doing well at manipulating this newest generation. I mean, some of them oh, are yeah. being full on fucking dissidents. Like, like my son is fucking nuts, dude, and I love it. Um, but I watch things like this. Okay, so what they started doing in public schools is they force them to do like once they start to turn about sixth grade, right? They force them to do like news, like pop culture news kind of bullshit, and so they can either read a fucking news article and summarize it and write it down or they can watch CNN 10. What do you think oh. a fucking, what do you think a sixth grader is going to do? He's going to watch TV for 10 minutes or he's going to fucking look up an article, read it, write and write a summary. So they don't have to write a summary about CNN if they watch it. Nope. They just have to watch CNN 10. Ah, that's right. bull- like you should have that's to write complete a complete bullshit. Yeah, and so that's getting them oh, used to like genius. brand recognition too, right? Like I've been watching CNN since I was in sixth grade. Yeah, I love CNN. They tell me the and, truth. And this is where, like, you know, people like Steve Bannon are absolutely right. You need to be, or I should say, we need to be the ones that write that curriculum that say, okay, instead, of, like, all you have to do is cross out CNN ten and put in like you need to watch 10 minutes of Breitbart or like you need to watch 10 minutes of fucking, you know, Tucker Carlson or whatever. Uh, we just need to have something for good for them to watch. You yeah. Know? We need to be in that bureaucratic complex though, making those fucking rules, those unelected uh, positions that 
basically drive drive that machine. Well, so I don't think you're going to like, I don't think that that's going to happen though, but I think like you've got to get oh, people no, just used to thinking and processing information because mainstream, it doesn't make sense if you can think about it for longer than two seconds. But if you don't know how to do that, then you just take in that information and you'll, you know, you'll literally be in programmed. Yeah. You're memorizing. Well, see, the fuck thing is, like, this is a 20, 30, 40, 50 year fucking plan, and they've been doing this forever, and we're all fucked right now because we need to do something immediately. Yeah, yep. And that's the fucking problem. Finally, right wingers, fucking libertarians, fucking anarchists, people that are, you know, whatever, are finally waking up, and it's already oh, it's goddamn like too late. Renaissance. Yeah, and it's 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 like the it's like a fucking renaissance that's too late. Now we're starting to think seriously about like, you know, strategy and praxis, and having all these people spitting all these ideas and like critiques and, um, you know, have it's it's a real coming together moment. Not like kumbaya because we all hate each other, but like we're we're speaking seriously about subjects that like. You know, I haven't been spoken seriously about since like early '90s Rothbard paleo strategy shit. I mean, it is fascinating, and I, I I fucking hate to say it, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to let go of the live and let live kind of thing. And cause, I know, dude. I mean, oh my god, I've been probably for the last like I don't know, probably the last forty years or something. I've been one of those autistic, hardcore volunteerists. I wouldn't vote against a fucking tax. You know what I mean? Because that would be violence to vote. And like I was every you know what I mean? That's what I was. Oh, yeah. And um, no, I, I think we were all there. Yeah. And then honestly, dude, listening to um, Matt Erickson's podcast with uh, Pete kind of fucking broke my brain. So like I've only really been like trying to think about this like realistically, you know, like a few months now. I just yeah. I just picked up that book. uh God damn it. What is it? The Machiavellians by James Burnham. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to start reading it, but I've been moving. Uh, <laughs> so it's been a fucking it's been put on the back burner. But like me and Tony have been talking about this actually right before then we were talking about this. I, are you familiar? I brought this up too many times on this fucking podcast, but whatever. Our listeners are just going to hear it again. Uh, are you familiar with like Osho? Do you know who that guy is? The. The guy, he was a fucking cult leader uh, for this group called the Rajnesh Nish. He had a, he had a fucking, they just had a, a Netflix documentary about him called Wild Country. Anyways, huh. he basically, he moved here from India. He had a huge group of like dedicated followers. They, they took over a tiny little town in the middle of fucking nowhere, Oregon, like crazy rural, like farming community. And then they just like, we're going to incorporate this as a town. We are going to take this town. You're going to be the sheriff. I'm going to be the fucking mayor. You're going to be the postal guy. You know what I mean? And they just like, and, and I was like, why the fuck can't libertarians do that? Because we're all yeah. too afraid to work with each other. We all, you know what I mean? We're all too like, we're all individual snowflakes and that's commie bullshit yeah. to work together. And, and I'm like, we're never going to win. We're just going to keep yeah. being fucking losers. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of us are urbanites. I, I, I mean, I still consider myself an urbanite. I work in a major city. Um, and with all the trappings of 
being in an urban environment, like easy access to food, entertainment, social, uh, socializing, all that shit. Uh, that's a tough ask. It is to to tell to ask somebody, especially like somebody in their twenties or thirties, to walk away from. Because, like, another thing Matt Erickson said, and he got a lot of shit for it, was like, in order to kind of insulate yourself from all the bullshit of progressive technocracy, you need, you need to make money. Yeah, like you need to be, you need to have some, you need to hit some like threshold of being immune from, you know, um, like getting fired because you're not vaccinated or, you know, just shit like that, like, or getting fired because you said the N word on Twitter, which is something that I need to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. No, I, he, it makes fucking perfect sense, dude. And like, uh, yeah, people don't like it, but like Paris Hilton was right. Stop being poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hate to fucking say that because like I'm fucking poor and I'm working my ass off to not be, you know, um, but it's true. I yeah, mean, if you're if you're building doing... that immunity to progressivism so that it has um, very little means to affect your life. I mean, if somebody is like coming after you, you need to be able to afford a lawyer. You need to be able to afford a lobbyist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's pretty much what he was saying. And I was like, you're absolutely fucking right. I was like, and that's why we're all goddamn losers. Well, it also takes yeah. years to get in that position too. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's, it's not something that can be done tomorrow, but you can set, you could plant the seeds for it right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that like the more we concentrate on ourselves, the better off. I mean, is that the whole libertarian ethos really? Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, the, it's the libertarian ethos applied to the current conditions, which is being a libertarian. You're one step away from being considered a terrorist. Let's complete the step or what? I mean, fuck. Like, I thought we I, were. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it again. Like if, if I lose my livelihood for not getting the vaccine, I will have nothing to lose. Like, yeah, that's a and lot that's, of people are in that the, situation. That's going to be a dark reality if that happens. You know what's yeah. funny, though, man, is that at least these libertarians, the, these like fucking right wingers, I mean, some of them are married and have kids, but a lot of them are just like single, autistic, white, young males, armed, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you do that, you fucking take away their job. That's like their thing. <laughs> They're going to lose yeah. it. And rightfully yep. fucking and, uh, so. Everything yeah. on this podcast is uh, what? How do you say that? This is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah in Minecraft, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's that they're they're kind of edging, like literally edging us towards that, and uh, you know, the nut might bust, or you know. I don't know. Well, I think that 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 is part of. I mean, I don't want to like say like the plan or whatever. I don't know how much of it's really planned out, but I think that there is a push to get people to fight each other because then they get to have more control. I mean, that's the shittiest thing. Is like you're right, Tony. I mean, that that's part of the psyop too, because they want you. They want a few nuts to lose it, and then they can 
demonize every single fucking libertarian even more than they do now. Oh yeah. And we do have a lot of I mean, soldiers coming home from Afghanistan, so if they wanted to put martial law in, uh, it's a good time to do it. I I don't think they need to. I think uh, you know, pr- your your neighbors are your neighbors are better police than the police. Yeah. That's fucked, but it's I true. Mean, your your employer, your neighbors, um, you know the 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 your even your family are are a ready made surveillance state. I yeah, my fucking family is pretty painfully normy. Yeah, they would fucking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my fucking... I've heard stories. Oh, go ahead. You know the January six riots. They had like people's kids calling the FBI and turn in their parents. Like that's, that's the, that's the completion. Like that's the apex of like an engineered society within a total state. Well, yeah, you want to break up any authentic bond. Mm -hmm. That's how you can trust loyalty. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, loyalty, obedience, malleability. Um, and I, Again, it's I, I think it's I, I I like to think that it's mostly just in urban, you know, ur- pe- people that grew up in urban or suburban, you know, deep blue places. But, uh, you know, um, I'm not as principled as I used to be. So it's like, OK, that seems to work. So why can't fucking, you know, some some deep red rural states kind of employ the same playbook? Because they're pussies, man. I mean, they are an yeah. art. I don't know really what it is. It's it's this fucking... Um, it is the whole conservative mindset, which is the fucking problem. Because they want to conserve the status quo. And they want to conserve the, the institutions and the fucking police. And they want to fucking lick their boots. And they have this whole thing. So, I mean, we have to get the police on our side to begin with. Like, that's why I like what, like, Howard Lickman is trying to do with the fucking... Uh, the thick red line. Where he's trying to get, like, trying to talk sheriffs into, like, what exactly are you willing to enforce? You know, like, asking them man to man. Like, are you ready to fucking go door to door and take away people's guns? Like, is that why you fucking got into law enforcement? You know, because sheriffs actually have power as opposed to fucking cops. Yeah. The question should be, are you ready to get into a firefight with federal agents who are enforcing? Well, see, that's the fucking thing, right? <laughs> because yeah. let's say you get them to make a stand and all of a sudden the feds are there, the ATF with a fucking tank. Like, oh, oh out of our jurisdiction now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Yeah, they have power on paper, but in reality, it's a little different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's it. Like, I think we were talking earlier, like, I, I kind of wanted to make this episode into a black pill. <laughs> I think we're doing it. <laughs> let's, let's talk about everything that's fucking wrong and how we can't possibly win and how we're all fucked. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a, well, it would be fitting. We just had a white pill episode. We had Sal on and Sal white pilled the yep. fuck out of us. And it was pretty great. Good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he he knows his shit uh, within within like kind of the agorist realm, the sphere of the sphere of Twitter, agorist Twitter, I guess. Um yeah, he's he's super knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh he's been on he's been on the Fagcast uh back in the day before any of this shit. And uh, he's remained pretty consistent. 
He has, man. And he's he's just fucking good people. And he's a smart dude. Uh, and I honestly think that probably agorism is like the only way on a small scale to survive any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's, that's the great question of our, our of our libertarian time is like, which which way libertarian man is it agorism or is it political activism? Well, see, I and, don't uh, think it's political activism. Like, I love Dave Smith. I don't think it's political activism. Like, I I listen to everybody talking about the LPMC, but I'm like, God damn, dude, what are they going to do? What are we going to do with it? Yeah. So um, you guys I, took I over. Matt Eric. We got the we got the Libertarian Party. What now? Yeah. <laughs> we have 25 million voters with like zero fucking zero interest in any political process. So they're all autistic. There's zero gravitas. None of them can communicate this message. All they can do is call you a statist and masturbate. Like (laughs) it's like, I I don't even, we're going to get into office and leave you alone. Well, guess what? Nobody else wants to No, No other political faction wants to leave you alone. No. I mean, that's a terrible sell too. They're like, I'm going to get in office and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I if if it comes down to what what I hope does the worst case scenario is that it comes down to Dave Smith versus Ron DeSantis versus like whatever fucking either establishment Democrat or left, uh, you know, left socialist Democrat when they grow some balls and put one up there, um, and Dave ends up not only doing about as good as Joe Jorgensen, but also spoiling the election for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> like that would be the worst case scenario. And well, would I it would, be, uh, I mean, like politicians will do whatever the cultural zeitgeist is go pulling them in the direction of like, well, I don't, the problem Tony is the zeitgeist has been going like, look at what's the zeitgeist well, is doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like whatever's happened politically. Like, I just don't think it really matters one way or the other. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's the undercurrent under them. And if, like, like I think it's like I guess I mean I think it's really important, but I also think just building communities and expressing ideas is really important. Mm-hmm. Other than yeah. that, like who's in power, like it doesn't fucking matter. Oh yeah, and as far as the Libertarian Party goes, like really their only fucking way forward is to acknowledge their role as spoilers. And on a local level, if you have like a fuck, let's say a sheriff who's a you know a, a moderate Republican. And you have, you know, a gun grabber and you have a, uh, you have a libertarian, like a hardcore libertarian fucking spoil the election for the moderate Republican because that, that voting block, that, that, um, that electorate needs, needs, needs another cycle to stew, to radicalize. So if that worst case scenario does happen where Dave Smith spoils the election for Ron DeSantis and we piss off the entire fucking right wing, good. Cause they need another fucking four years to think about what they've done and to get their shit together to <laughs> radicalize. I mean, I don't know if this country's got another four years, <laughs> hey. <laughs> which it might not be the worst thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all coming down anyways. I mean, we're watching Babylon burn, man. Uh, Tell me, what do you, who the fuck do you think the Democrats could actually run? Oh, jeez, it who? could go. <laughs> it could. I mean, they're they're having their own little civil war, interparty civil war. They got um, 
you know the the four horsemen like AOC, um, Smash. Who's who's the? Yeah, yeah. Woods ten out of ten would smash. <laughs> um, Elon Omar and uh, I forget who the other ones are. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she's kind of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Rashida Tlaib, not so much. Yeah, uh, Ayanna Presley, I think. Is she cute? I don't know. No, she's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I I forget, but like they have that whole, uh, you know, far left, quote unquote, far left faction within the Democratic Party, like the like the up and coming youth for the Democratic Party. The fresh face, the whatever yeah. the they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's 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 going to be like the ultimate battle with them is, you know, eventually the establishment is just going to fall away like it always does and make room for the more radical wing. Well, what do you think? Why the fuck are they all throwing Joe Biden under the bus right now? They're Oh, because he because he's canceling Afghanistan. For sure. Okay, why do you think he's doing that? Why do you think they're letting him do that? I mean, I don't even think that he's sentient. Like, who the fuck is making that decision? Like, do you think he actually yeah. is doing that? Like, I don't think so. It's kind of this kind of throws a wrench into a lot of a lot of our theories that like Joe Biden doesn't really run shit because, you know, listening to him talk, he says, like, you know, I don't want to leave Afghanistan to any more presidents. And I mean, we're, we're going to see what happens. Do you hear Joe Biden, though, too? He's like, I, I don't want to send your kids to go die in a forever war. I'm like, you sound like yeah. a goddamn libertarian to me. What the fuck? You sound like Ron yeah. Paul. What do you what happened to you? I know. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe this is like a a breakthrough event where he finally got to, you know, impose his will on, on some policy. And then from now on, he'll, he'll never get to do that again. Yeah. I mean, I just think this is a good way to damage uh, anti-war. You know what I mean? The whole anti-war movement, because they let him do it, but they did it in the stupidest fucking way possible. Right. They just like yeah. they literally just left. They didn't they didn't, they didn't evacuate anybody. They didn't they didn't take any of their weapons, any of their fucking planes, cars, nothing. They just like, all right, we'll leave you. Here's the keys. Go ahead. Take it. Also, you yep. can kill everybody if you want. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this, this could be like another thing leading up to another 9-11 or whatever, because it's Afghanistan is the Taliban and we did leave them pretty much all of the material they need to carry out whatever. And, uh, you know, whether they do or not, I think it's, I think it's a new generation of Taliban that's more tech savvy and a little more moderate. But, um, you know, since the 2001 Taliban that, you know, didn't know what a smartphone was. Do you think they're more moderate? I mean, I think they're definitely more tech savvy. It seems, seems that way. Uh, They're definitely still like, you know, hardcore uh, Muslim fundamentalist Christian, but, uh, <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty close to Christian fundamentalists. Uh, <laughs> but what I find fascinating is God damn it. Where was I going with this? I forgot. Uh, uh, the goddamn Taliban. Oh, I don't know how much of this is like complete, just right wing propaganda or how much of it is actually true. Like if you listen to fucking Ben Shapiro, he's talking about, so I mean, it's probably bullshit, but he's talking about how like, uh, Muslim families are having to put like a, something on their door, like paint something on their door. And that means I got like a, a girl over 12 
And so like when the Muslim or when the fucking Taliban comes and knocks on their door, they search their house and they're like, okay, good. Yummy. And they take their 12 year old daughter. And if you don't do that, then they just kill everyone. And then, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like uh, that sounds like a little bit of agitprop. It sounds yeah, I was like, this sounds like babies and in incubators to me, but you know, yeah, like uh, I listened to uh, Pete's episode with Scott Horton. I haven't and I, listened I'm to tending, that yet. Well, his his basic premise is that like, yeah, it's it's bad, and the Taliban are bad, but it could it could be going a lot worse than it actually is. Like so far, so good. They haven't been like. There's been no like mass executions. There's been no like, you know, stoning of women in soccer stadiums and that type of shit. It's been like so far so good. Okay. Huh. And do you think that's because they're basically all CIA agents or yeah. somebody was yeah, like they showing... very good trigger. Yeah. Though. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I've seen those pictures. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, baby, who knows? I think it's all bullshit, man. I, how the fuck does the Taliban just... I, we had to let them... I don't know, dude. The whole thing's fucking fishy. Yeah, well, it just yeah. seems like we were just given orders that we had to leave. Like, by who? Was, I don't know. <laughs> we, I don't know. Like, we didn't really have... like it came from us. Like, I'm glad that we left, but... I mean, we could have spent, like, a month or so trying to figure out a way to do it. When you're seeing people well, on the runways is, trying to grab onto moving planes. Yeah, the problem is we we entrusted all of our shit, like billions of dollars worth of material, to the Afghani security forces. And the Afghani security forces aren't going to fight the Taliban. Ooh, sorry. Aren't going to fight the Taliban. They they never have and they, they never will because they have more affinity. F- at, at the end of the day, they have more affinity for the Taliban than they do for the Americans. Well, dude, and that's been the pattern since we've been there. I had this fucking thought and then goddamn Pete beat me to it. I was <laughs> I fucking was thinking it was like, why the fuck? I mean, this this makes me sound like a bad person, but I'm I'm listening. And so who the fuck cares? I'm listening to these uh, to the right wingers crying about how we these were our allies. They were helping us. They were helping us spy. They were helping us do that and the other. And now we're just letting the Taliban take them. And I was like, should I feel bad uh, for like people that turned on their own people for like foreign occupiers? Like yeah. <laughs> I was like, for a Hershey's bar and ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, maybe they should yeah. get killed. <laughs> they sound yeah. like goddamn narcs to me. Like, yeah, no, they're going to be put up in fucking public housing in all the major cities, and you know that'll be like, you know, that'll be good. We'll we'll be we'll be the heroes. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like we're we're getting set up for a shock and awe part two. We're going to have to go back in. You know what I yeah, mean? the next president. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would bet on the next president doing something. It, this is you know, how they had to do Afghanistan. it, though, to make war. it palatable. Yeah, you got to get It'll the ground swell. Yeah, there's no way that we're we're. I mean, we still have fucking installations in Afghanistan. They took Kabul. They didn't take Afghanistan. Trust me. Like we still have like Academy and or Blackwater, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, we still have business interests. Uh, you know, this this whole thing that China's going to come in, they'll they'll fucking do the same thing to China that they do with us. China's going to go about it differently. China's going to make it like a trade thing, but you know, I find it fascinating, dude. They they let 
Joe Biden do it. It was almost like they told him, yeah, do this. It's going to be popular. And then he fucking does it. And now they're all throwing him under the goddamn bus. Like I, it's amazing. It's fucking great. Yeah. And you finally actually see some decent journalism out of these pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're capable of it. And, and that also yeah. proves that they're goddamn liars. Yeah. Well, it's the, the exact same thing. When Trump bombed the shit out of Afghanistan, all of a sudden, every fucking every news media outlet was praising him. It's like the most presidential thing he's done. Yeah, like he that became was the only fucking <laughs> the only bone they threw him was when he fucking bombed the shit out of Afghanistan. I mean, it's wild, man. I mean, so it really is the fucking. It's because they have Raytheon commercials yeah. on their fucking breaks. That's all that is. But every fucking congressman, too, though, man, they're all in the fucking pocket of those lobbyists of those fucking corporations. Oh, yeah. How are you going to tell a congressman who has a district to look after and makes a fuck ton of money when there's a fucking when, when Lockheed Martin corporate office in their city? How are you going to tell them that this is good? Like you're losing them money. <laughs> And that's that's the beauty of like the military industrial complexes. Everybody's incentivized to expand, expand, expand war and armaments and, um, you know, fucking great, great power, politics, counterterrorism, whatever it is. And that's 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 why I'm like not holding my breath, because, yeah, we might be drawn down on this whole anti-terrorism thing. But now. Like, we're going to ramp up the great politics, uh, the great power politics, foreign policy. Well, they're also going to turn the eye of Sauron on itself. Like, they're looking for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. That, that's another that's another aspect of it. We're the terrorists now. Well, and that's the thing. It. That's what freaks me out about this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been doing that for a while, though. They've been getting the... Uh, Getting the infrastructure in place and getting the population conditioned enough to do that for, I don't know, probably probably since 9-11. Well, yeah, well you don't for get, sure. Like, there hasn't been, like, checkpoints. Like, you don't see the military on the streets. Like, that could yeah. change. And, like, like it, what's the mechanism to stop it? Well, I find it fucking wild that, like, everyone was just okay with there being 15,000 goddamn soldiers around Washington, D.C. with a fucking makeshift fence around it. Like, yeah, that I don't know, man. I mean, what what are your thoughts on the election? You think fucking Trump actually lost? Um, I think there was probably some fuckery. I just I don't think it means anything. I think, uh. You know, those who count the votes decide the election. Uh-huh. And that's all that's how it's always been. I mean, I go I go further. I mean, I honestly if I think if they actually counted all the fucking votes, I think there was zero chance Donald Trump lost. But we you know, nothing gets decided nothing gets decided by the popular vote anyways, and I frankly, dude, I really don't fucking even understand the the what <laughs> the college what the fuck is it? The Electoral College. And I think they do that on purpose. They make it almost yeah. impossible for you to really fucking understand it. Like, so wait, we all vote and then these guys get to decide? They're like, yeah. Well, they, I, <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, it was like seventh grade history, like, you know, the civics portion. Uh, they, they did a thorough 
explanation of the Electoral College and how our election system works, and then they never talked about it again. <laughs> <laughs> like for the rest of the curriculum, for all of my years, they just never talked about it again. So like you have this this vague notion by the time you're 18, you have this vague notion of how it works, but it doesn't sound quite right. And the whole time you've been indoctrinated to view egalitarianism and inclusion and democracy as the highest good. And then like, you know, I, I, I kind of don't blame people for getting cucked into not liking the electoral college. <laughs> well, because it's the exact opposite of any sort of equality or inclusion or I mean, oh, yeah. it's the exact opposite. They're like, yeah, go ahead and vote. All right. Yeah. We're going to decide who wins. Yeah. It's this, <laughs> it's this concept of rep- representative, uh, representative democracy. We have it in the Senate and Congress. And, uh, why, like, why wouldn't we have it in, in our voting system? Like if, if you want to get rid of the electoral college, good, but take it a step further. And, uh, you know, why not just have direct democracy and referendums for everything? Why don't we just take all the congressmen and get guillotines and kill them in the street? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of like how I like to push people. I was just in a spat with some fucking normie capital L libertarian the other day. That was like, I, I said like, no, we shouldn't take these refugees. And I had to put my communist hat on because he was like, Oh, uh, our democratically elected government said that we should take these refugees. I'm like, well, oh, so you're a fan of democracy. Well, that's great. Why not put it up to a vote in the 800-unit housing project that they're going to put in? <laughs> and he's like, well, that's, that's, not, that's why we have representatives. I'm like, no, you, either the highest good is democracy or you're an authoritarian or a or a lowercase r Republican. Yeah, no, it, that's funny, man. And it's also funny, too. It's like the left used to be the biggest border hawks and people don't talk about it. Like if you look at old, uh, if you look at old like interviews with goddamn uh, Bernie Sanders, they were talking about, mm-hmm. well, should we have open borders? Open borders. He's like, that's a Coke <laughs> brothers. That's Coke brothers bullshit. Cause like yeah. we all fucking know if you let in a whole bunch of poor people, it's going to drive the fucking, it's going to drive the wages way the fuck down. And, Old commie Bernie Sanders wants us to all be unionized and have a shit ton of money. And he doesn't want scabs like spick scabs everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that goes back to the, the labor movements in general. They fucking hated that. I mean, they hated all foreigners, but um, you know, especially like depending on the area, like they fucking hated like it, like, um, you know, Mexican migrant workers. They hated Cape Verdeans up here. They hated fucking everybody because, uh, you know, they, like you said, they drive the cost of labor down. So I guess, I mean, now they just think that they're importing voters, I suppose. I mean, what, uh, what yeah. other explanation? Those old school arguments still are relevant today. It's great because now all these leftists, they want to be pro-union. They want to be pro-worker, but they also want to be like, you know, pro-immigration, egalitarian. And you can't have both. They're, the two are The two are direct opposites. And all I have to do is put on my fucking <laughs> communist hat on and tell, explain it to them that way. I wonder why they block you. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I'm, I'm just, they hate me because I tell the truth. <laughs> That's what it is. 
Well, what are your thoughts on the Mises caucus, man? What are your thoughts on political action? Uh, it's, it's, it's like I'm being pulled in two opposite directions. I, I really do on a personal level. I, I like a lot of the leadership. Um, you know, I've, I've had conversations with them like on podcasts and even in DM rooms. Um, you know, I give them my fucking accelerationist viewpoint and, you know, they, they take it or leave it, but they're good people. Yeah, they are and, good um, people. I mean, and, uh, I, it's like their heart's in the right place. And that's the only time that I will ever give anybody like that, that notion, you know, that, that bone. It's like, okay, your heart's in the right place. So I'm not going to fucking, I'm not, I'm not going to like despise you and destroy you on every platform. See, the shitty like, they're, thing they're, is, the- man, it's like, we agree 98% with, with the LPMC and we just disagree maybe with, you know, like, you know, whatever tactics on how to get there. Yeah, their entire big picture strategy. Yeah, and, and but the, the problem is though is they are taking all the fucking anarchists and all the energy in the room when we actually could be working on solutions, and they're fucking putting all their money and all their fucking resources towards like let's vote for president. And I'm like, yeah, like what are we doing, guys? What the fuck are you guys doing? Yep. The only way it can work, the only way any type of dissident political action can work now is if it's conspiratorial and it's, you're not, you're not engaging in it in an earnest attempt to utilize this, the system that we live under. It it has to be conspiratorial and subversive. You need to be quietly and that's, taking that's, little towns and little sheriffs, you know, nope. and just taking positions, you know, positions within institutions. Yep. Yeah, you have to. And they're, they're not really doing that. They're like. You know, if you look at their Facebook group, I want to take their entire Facebook group, <laughs> line them up in, in, in a fucking in a wooden barn and just lock the door and burn it down. The problem is, too, though, is they take themselves way too goddamn seriously. Like I was listening to them like because I'm I'm in their stupid Facebook groups, too. And uh, like when fucking Sal did that nice gay pride shirt with the Mises caucus on it. You remember that? Mm hmm. Dude, yeah. I thought that was the fucking funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I'm watching them all cry. They are so goddamn oh, yeah. upset. And I'm like, can you guys not laugh at yourself at all? Like, I know. like come on. Like, and Sal's still I, I hung out at Porkfest. I hung out at like ex- almost exclusively in the Mises Caucus tent. That was like my home base. And if you, if you talk to the people one-on-one, like you would get the impression that like they're they're the next iteration of Bolshevism. Yeah. And then if you go on social media with with a few notable exceptions, they're uh you know, they're like, What's the libertarian position on fucking blah blah blah? <laughs> like it's just Does it's it terrible. break the non aggression principle if I do X? I'm like, shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> they need to have like a purge within a purge. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, I feel you, buddy. God damn. Uh, but I mean, it does look like they might be taking the LPMC, huh? Or they might be taking the LP. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm just being patient. I'm not. Uh, I'm not dipping my feet in. I, I am in kind of a, a DM room with like Massachusetts Mises Caucus people that are trying to get something going, but it's more like an unofficial advisory role where like I'm like, hey, you should, uh, you know. You should tweet this, and they're like, "Yeah, okay," and then you know they either do or don't. Well, they don't want to. 
do do you know the story with that one cat that uh from the New Hampshire that was saying all the crazy shit on Twitter? What's his story? Oh, oh uh yeah, that that caused a whole spat of drama. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually that was Porkfest was like right after that, so they had a lot to say. Um they what the they basically the used they used I forget. Yeah. But they used oh uh ah, shit. I don't remember, but he was like a, a one of the higher ups in the organization. And they basically did what they were supposed to do. They used the bylaws, they used the processes um to get rid of their enemies and it was the best thing that they did. And then the Mises caucus like raised a big fuss and ended up, you know, cu- counterattacking successfully. And uh they're going to do the same thing. It's like they needed that though. The, the Mises caucus needed to be shown that that you need to fucking use the process that you're given, use the laws, use the system in order to con- consolidate power and destroy your enemies. And it's not principled, it's not good, it's evil, but it fucking works. Oh, okay. No, I was ta- yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, that was fucking wild. No, I was talking about the guy that was uh he was running the New Hampshire uh the Twitter account and was saying all the mm-hmm. all the fucking awesome crazy bullshit and everyone lost their minds. You know who I'm talking about? Uh yeah, I thought that happened before the uh I think it did, right? Before the Yeah, yeah. dude, the only one that I can remember and I thought it was the greatest tweet I'd ever seen. It was like uh what the hell was it? We have to think uh, that tumor or <laughs> the tumor. Uh, God damn it. It was John McCain. Oh yeah. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. John McCain's daughter, like said something about like a tumor to her and it was fucking based as oh, shit. Dude, the, and, that tumor has saved more lives than yeah, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. And they had fucking like blue checks and they got ratioed and it was the best thing that ever happened to them. And like, I, I got into arguments on that thread too. I was like, look, like you're before this, the LPNH account got like maybe 30 likes, like just zero engagement. And now you have like a million people looking at this and just because they hate you doesn't mean it's good. Like at at this point, any exposure is fucking amazing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I guess that it's also the LPM or the LPMC's argument for, like going for president too though right they're they're saying any exposure is good but yeah but what do you but that takes like resources and time and all that they like you said could be you know from a marginal utility argument that could be spent better elsewhere it could be man and we could also be doing shit in the dark and doing it fucking quietly yes and Mm -hmm. really fucking being effective that way because once you have the eye of fucking Sauron on you, like we're all just going to get locked in gulags. We're all fucking, we're all going to what's that terrible fucking place. And, uh, we're all going to Guantanamo, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it's as dire as that. I, I, I hate to be the, uh, the white pill in this black pill episode, <laughs> but actually, no, it is a black pill because they, they don't need gulags. We, we live in it. We have the potential to live in an open air gulag. Um, you know, when you're fired from your job and you don't have access to banking, healthcare, or anything else, um, you live in an open air gulag. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what they're working on. Yeah, and it's it's completely feasible. I mean, they have the public support for it, and I would say, uh, like conservatively, I would say a quarter of the country, definitely in the urban areas. Um, 
you know, they, they definitely have the potential to make that happen. So what are your thoughts on this? So, uh, do you think that they are going to somehow make this like federal, like all the fucking states? Or do you think that there are going to be some like, do you think Florida is going to stay free? Um, I think Florida has the best chance at staying free so long as they maintain their iron grip on uh, political institutions. I just see it like I don't I don't fucking know, man, because DeSantis got the goddamn shot. DeSantis <laughs> is telling you to get the goddamn shot. Like, I feel like I, I, I just I'm not holding my fucking breath. Yeah, we we have to I mean, when we're talking about the LPMC and DeSantis and all this, we have to take our expectations and lower them down to the floor. Like if like it's the equivalent of like when your kid like shits in the toilet and not on the bed, you have to be like, oh, you did a great job. Like, oh, you that's just fucking fantastic. Here's five dollars. Go get yourself a fucking candy bar. So like when DeSantis says like, yeah, you probably should get the shot. But I'm not going to mandate it. The fact that he's not mandating it, that's like, good job, buddy. Yeah. You like you, you did really good. Here's a pat on the ass. Uh, it's not ideal, but it's the best. It's literally the best that we got. It, the it best is. libertarian we have, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think the answers are ever going to come from government anyway. So it's like, yeah, obviously, no. like, like it's just what we do, and yeah. I don't know whether it really matters where we are or not. We just got to quit asking permission. And I mean, that's where agorism comes back in. Yep. Yep. Agorism has, again, has the potential to be, to, to give you the maximum amount of freedom in your, in, in your personal life. Um, where that, where that maximum freedom tops out, I think depends heavily on your locality, you know, the culture of your, of your neighbors, the political situation, because if you live in a surveillance state, agorism is a lot harder. If you live next to neighbors that are like, you know, drug warriors, agorism becomes a lot harder. Um, you know, but if you live in like a rural area, then you could fucking shit, grow your own vegetables, raw milk, whatever, collect rainwater. Um, yeah, man, that's what I'm doing. Degree of difficulty. I'm fucking making moves, dude. I'm yeah. I'm figuring out a fucking water collection system right now. I'm I'm gonna be raising quail here in a minute. Like, nice. Three months, dude. They're fully grown and they're producing they're producing eggs. So I can either eat them, son of a bitches, or I can just crank out eggs and sell them at the little farmers market down the road. Like, yep. I'm just and growing some fucking veggies, growing some fucking weed. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Once I get my house up and running, like, I can't wait. I want a chicken coop. I want a 3d print shop. Um, you know, maybe, maybe hook a couple miners, uh, like ASIC miners, uh, on some outlets that maybe don't belong to me. Fucking <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, I'm just moving laterally. <laughs> how did we end it? How did we turn this into a white pill, man? <laughs> a gray pill. Um, <laughs> the gray, yeah. The gray and black pill, man. I mean, just expose yourself to ideas outside of normal libertarianism, please. Like everybody's read Rothbard. Everybody's read Hoppe. Um, 
you know, everybody loves Jeff Dice. We're with you right there. Um, but, you know, maybe read some Lennon, maybe read John Burnham. Um, you know, there, I think there's something to this ascendance in right-wing populist sentiment that we can, we can utilize to our advantage. Yeah, dude. No, I think Lennon is super important. Mao is super fucking important too. It, it gives you a glimpse. And, and I, I think it's so cheesy and cliche to think that like, oh, we're, we're descending into communism. Like, no, we're not. <clears throat> we're descending into progressive technocracy and communists would be lining them up against the wall if we were descending into communism. We need more communism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, diagonally. We'll get it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That was fucking great. I think we've... Yeah, I'm sad now. I'm going to go fucking drink myself to death and you know, try to move some boxes, I guess. <laughs> Good luck. On the well, moving boxes. Thanks, brother. We appreciate <laughs> having you on. We'd love to have hey, you thanks on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, uh, man. Enjoy your move. Yeah, I, I, I wish I was a little more drunk. I wish I was like in a in a happier state, but uh you know, we're all fucked, we're all gonna die and become communist. <laughs> Next time, yeah, I'm sober too. This is bullshit. Uh, when I have the new yeah. studio set up, we'll have you back on, we'll get tanked. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like Hit me up in like three months. I'll be fucking good to go. Sounds good, brother. All right. Later. Thank you, man. Yep, later.